0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Subhub Podcast. I'm MK Sullivan. And I'm Danny Moreno. And today we are very excited to have Sarah Alonzo, a young Spanish star who burst onto the trail running scene in 2021. Last year, she was third at Sagama and followed that up with a first place at Mont Blanc Marathon. She then went on to earn top 10 finishes at Sierra Zanella, Pike's Peak, which then earned her an overall podium finish in the Golden Trail World Series standings in 2022. Welcome, Sarah.
1: No, thank you. How are
2: you, Sarah? I know that uh, this last couple months has been a, a bit difficult. You've been injured, um, but how is the rest of life right now?
1: I'm happy. Uh, thanks to last year, I have seen with ASICS a professional contract. So I have to be happy with this. Also, I finished my university last year, so it's nice to have finished it. And now the sun is coming back and I can't run, but I am ride- riding the bike and at least I-, I like it. And it's it's nice to do outdoor sport because some of injured people have to be like, without exercising and that's that I can do other sports. uh, I am happy.
2: Yeah. I've been seeing on Instagram that you've been ripping around on your bike pretty much all of the last couple
1: months. months. Yes. um, I I would like to run, but if it's not possible, I really like the sport. So whatever is nice to disconnect and, and do in the mountains.
0: Yeah, had you done much biking before this last year? Because it looks like you did some road cycling and then it looks like you're dabbling in mountain bike and maybe gravel as well.
1: Uh, I never biked before. I had just yes to the university to move, but never like like training. Like some years ago when I started running, you should do more volume in the bike, but I, I didn't do it. And now I really like it. And I know when the injury passed, I will follow training in the bike.
2: I'm impressed because um, I've tried mountain biking a couple of times. I can do road and gravel pretty well, but mountain biking just scares the crap out of me. But it does not surprise me that you're not scared of it because I've seen you run downhill and (laughs) you have like no fear.
1: Uh, I also follow fall in the in the mountain biking, but it's like the trail running, but a little bit more, more scary. Eh?
2: Yeah. Mountain biking is is not for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard it
0: translates really well to trail running though, because you're finding a line similarly on the downhills and stuff. So Sarah, I am not surprised that you are picking it up so quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with how fearless you are on the downhills.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For sure. So last year was an insane year for you. Like, I know that 2021 was kind of the the first year that you like came onto the scene and made like big enough results that people were like really looking at you. But last year, like third at Zagama, first at Marathon du Mont Blanc, crusher of a year, like on the Golden Trail series. Tell us what, what changed? Like, was it a mental change? Was it a training change? What happened to like produce this amazing year for you?
1: Um, I started tail running like two, three years ago. So until last year, I lived in in a really flat uh, city. So my training was like similar when I was a road runner. So last year, when I moved to Gran Canaria and after to Basque Country. I start training a lot in the, more in the mountains, and so I was really motivated. And when you do a good race, then you are more motivated to to follow training. So I start like in Tenerife, Canaria, winning the race, and after it was like Segama, my Basque Country race, and I train a lot in the place. So for me, helped a lot knowing the course, course track. So. After being third, I was like, oh, now all the emotions. I, and I went then to Mount Blanc Marathon and I win. After the season was quite not as amazing as, as the beginning, but yes, um, the more change that I did is like I start training in the mountains. And before I was like training a lot in the road because I I I'm not, I haven't, there, the mountains or, or the inclination. So, yes.
0: Yeah, it was incredible to see you start your year with Dran's. Cranganaria. area. Um, that field was very impressive to me. That's kind of becoming the season opener or like an early season, big race for kind of this sub ultra distance in that marathon, because you beat a field that had Elsie Davis, who um, is a British trail runner, but she also has a very fast road PR. I think it's like low two thirties um, had Tony McCann, who's based out of South Africa. And she's one of my now new Tarek te- teammates and she's known for being incredible. On the downhill and Sarah just motored from the start and watching you on that video was just so exciting because you're just fearless uh navigating that it's mostly a downhill course so it's like a good way to get those uh downhill expiring um so yeah it was really cool to see you win that and then Zagama how was that I mean I know that's pretty much where you grew up or, or near your
1: hometown right so how was it to get a podium there uh it was like really excited uh, a moment all my family and friends were there and also during the course there is a lot of big fan zones environment so it's my best memories of, of the time running season of my life better than winning of Mont Blanc for me was third, being third in gamma. also because I was like really close to Maude de Matisse and I never think that I can be as close
2: in my life i absolutely love that picture of um your i think it's your parents like grabbing you from the uh Uh, the sidelines of the the finish shoot and you're like crying and they're so happy and every time i see that picture i'm like oh that's so cool like to like run this race like basically in your backyard you were telling us offline that um before the race, because it was only an hour from your hometown that you were able to get on the course like a ton, which I'm sure is why you had so much success there because both Maud has run it before, but that was Ninke's first time. And so like just to have course knowledge is a huge advantage, um, as you know now. So
1: yes, now it. I am like a little bit sad because it's like in two weeks is the gamma and I will be there like saying the course but it's like i can't run and it's like <laughs> i i need to go but it, it's painful being there and i can't run yeah hopefully you'll be back
2: there next year hopefully yeah.
0: um well before we dive more into kind of the current state and where you are at right now um i just want to say one final thing is like sarah says the rest of the year didn't quite equate to that beginning season, but you finished third overall in the Golden Trail World Series. And I just want to say, like, I was so happy for you because me and Sarah kind of had like a cool battle in 2021 going back and forth. Um, and I knew that was one of your goals going into 2022. And so when all was said and done and you finished the year, how did that feel? I mean, you were on the podium with uh, Nike and
1: Sofia. Ah, uh, yes. after. Being like all the year in the podium. Then I went to America and I got injured. And I was like, in one month is the final. I have been in the podium during all the season. And I was like really close to not be able to run in the final. And I was really sad. Uh, But after I I can go to the final, it was hard. And you were there, and I remember the a battle in the second day and I was remember the the same in the year. And finally I was really sad that you can continue it. I'm sorry. But it was it was a strategy for me it was like I know that I will not be in the podium any day, but if I finish all the races in top 10, top five, I will be able to maintain my position after all the year. So I run every day. Some of the athletes run three days or four, and I finish all the races and with pretty good results. So I was really happy that my goal in the season was doing the Golden Tire Series, and I did a podium there, and I would like to repeat this year, but it will not be possible (laughs) neither to run any race, so... And
2: Sarah says she got injured before the final. If you guys have not seen the video from the Flagstaff Sky Peaks, Sarah was motoring downhill as she always does. And she fell and took a massive chunk out of her leg, not just like a scratch, like a puncture wound that's pretty large. So she wasn't able to like train a ton leading into the final. And then she still went and podiumed with this like huge chunk out of her leg. So um she's tough as all get out. And also just a reminder that the last two races of the series prior to the final were at altitude. And Sarah is from Spain. So like she's still, oh, look at that scar. For those of you on YouTube, she's showing us the scar.
1: This is for <laughs> Oh my gosh. I tattoos, memory.
2: <laughs> but um Sarah comes from Spain and she's still crushed at these altitude races. Like, so She's was being very day.
1: humble. In America, this year, for example, before getting injured, I was planning my calendar, and I was like, "Going to America? It's so funny, but I will not going to go this year because the races are really fast and in really high altitude. So this year in my calendar of the Golden, the American races were not in them. <laughs> You're not gonna come out to Mammoth i want it but not for the races
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah. so oh sorry go, I was, Danny.
0: i was just gonna say a lot of times those kind of fire roads are more scary than the actual really technical downhills because for, at least for on the women's side like on those fire roads a lot of the women can run like five 10, 520, 530 pace down though. So if you fall, it hurts that much harder. Uh, Whereas the technical downhill, you're going a little bit slower here and there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So you finished the Golden Trail World Series um, and then kind of just walk us through what happened in in the following months
1: there. Um, After that, I finished my contact with Salomon. I started with ASICS. And one month after the final, like I start running again, like after two weeks of rest. And the second week or like this, I start feeling a pain in the my hip. The next day, I I I was not able to run like 100 meters, and I was like something is happening. I went to the physio, and he was like ah, this is like overtraining. And I was like, I never go to the physio. It's painful. It's really painful. Like, flash stuff fall. It was similar. And I was like, I, I have suspect of a stress fracture because also for my years of young that I lost my period, my bone density isn't good. So from my bone density... For being eight years running, I was like, this kind of pain. I think, can be a stress factor. So I don't lose my time. I went to my a doctor. I take my MRA. Uh, it was a stress factor in my pubis. Uh, and it was December 15. It was like uh, the last time for a normal person is like two months. So after two months, I went. One month later, I went again, and now it's like four months and, and a half. I am not running from December. Also, and my bone is not as good as a normal bone because my density is not amazing. So it's taking longer than I was thinking. But now, at least uh, it's closed and the edema is going down, but is like a lot of time is passed. I am not training running for the moment. So maybe the next month is I am running again, but after five months, it will take too many times to come back to the competition. So if this year I can compete compete in a Spanish race like Ultra Pigineo, from Spartan or Gorbella for sky running like in the Basque country in Catalonia in November. It will be nice. But I can't imagine myself running like in the Golden Tres Series this year. So it's, it's hard because now I signed a contract like a professional alde, So my life is, my, my job is running and I can't do it. And also I, I didn't run any race with my new brand. So it's like I feel... I feel bad they didn't put me a pressure or anything, but for myself it's like I would like to do it. And also seeing everybody running uh, is also hard, but I I at least I I am enjoying the in the bike more than I was thinking, because after getting injured, I never ride. So well, bueno, I I discovered a new hobby, but I would like to come back to the races, but I think if this year in the finish of the year I can, it's like a present for me.
2: Yeah. I'm sure that this has been like an incredibly difficult time. Uh, none of us like to be hurt and especially to be out for it this month at this point, four months. Um, but I feel like you have handled it pretty well so far. And I'm sure that like, on the inside it feels a lot worse but um yeah I just I feel like you've been very open on social media about like the all the process and like the MRIs and the fact that like you're still not better but um I just yeah I just wanted to tell you that I think you're doing a really great job of like keeping it together because it's really hard to do that when you're hurt um and I'm just wondering, like, when you come back to training, do you think that you're going to keep these, like, cross-training methods in uh, mixed in with running in order to, like, maybe keep this from happening again?
1: Of course, I know that when I come back to the running, it will be, like, twice running and five days biking. And also, yes, I try, at least in the social medias, do as much as possible from the run. And also uh, when you are injured, you like to another injured people uh, say what they think or whatever. For example, now I am injured and I have also speak with Sailor that have been injured for a year, or with the Judith Wheeler. So I like to to say my opinion or my view or my process for another people that is injured or have been injured or will be injured. To, to see it and and see that it's not easy and if you state it, but that is normal and things happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was going to bring up Shayla as well, because I know you guys are friends. Shayla is another Spanish trail running star, um, and she was injured and then she came back and won OCC. Um, and so I believe you're going to do great things after this, Sarah, but... My empathy is there 100% because being injured is no fun. It's never easy. And especially when your focus is running, which it is right now, it just feels like there's a pressure, but it sounds like ASICS is supporting you, which is nice. Yes. And so right now you're kind of like four months in, Um, it's kind of the
1: latest Diagnosis or
0: information that you've gotten back so far.
1: I will do a tag. I don't know in English. Tomography, something like this, because now in the MRI is like, I we will not see more, more good process because now it's still good. So in one month I have the tag that it will be really clear if it's time to start or not. So, another month in my pocket for me.
2: And you were saying that you're hoping to see a, a new doctor sometime this week to kind of um, get a different opinion than what you've been getting so
1: far? Yes. Uh, next week, I will know the another opinion. Maybe I am running. We'll see. Not in the gamma, but maybe yeah. one little better or two.
2: <laughs> Crossing my fingers for you. Starting a, a run walk trajectory here pretty soon, yeah, hopefully. Really
1: yeah. Today my coach come to, to my home to do a a walk, a walk of in the mountains. It's not funny going walking, I don't like. I like to run or nothing but walk.
2: It's I totally really get that. <laughs> Sometimes when you're out like and you have to hike and you're not able to run, you're just like, what is the point of this? It's so slow.
1: It's so slow without happening. But at least it's beautiful. Yes, at least. Oh, so.
2: looks like Danny broke up for a second. So you were with Solomon last year and you moved to ASICS. Can you tell us a little bit about
1: your decision behind that and? Why ASICS? Um, ASICS was a brand that was interesting in me from the year 2021. But like, I was thinking that in Salomon, the medias was a lot of potential. I was like, I think I can do a good 2022. I will be in Salomon, Spain, like one more year. And after that, I will try to... To do a bigger contract. So after a big year last year, I was waiting an as well from Salomon, but it wasn't come until really, really late. So I start moving uh contacts and I uh, speak again with ASICs. And I I was like, I grow a lot, so I I want uh a big contract. So I also like her brand, eh, her robot shoes, her tail running shoes, and also because they are a small family and they are growing a lot. So it was it was like I would like to be there, and I and they also know me from two years ago. So we speak again, and we put eh, easy in in a good in a good conversation. So I say, okay. And now I would like to run with them, but I can't.
2: Yeah, and when you say that they're like a small uh, brand, do you mean like trail-wise, like they're just getting started, so the trail team is pretty small?
1: Well, no, not small, but they are like a lot of athletes. Anyone like super big one or like this, and we are like, 20-30 2013, in the team and we are growing. and it's like when there is a race for example the other day it was Istria by UTMB and everybody goes there with with Lauren that is the team manager with the photographer like this so Nuria Gil, that is my friend she was in ASICS she was really happy also Andreu Simon so I speak also with them like how are you in the team and I, it's a brand that I like So it was easy.
2: Yeah, I think Danny and I can both relate to really enjoying the team aspect because Danny's on the Tarek's team and they've got, you know, obviously they travel a lot together. And like I was just racing canyons this last weekend and a bunch of my craft teammates were there. And it's so cool to like mesh with your teammates in person. Yes. I mean, (sighs) I
1: mean.
2: I know every time she goes to ask a question, she freezes up a little bit. (laughs) Um, so, oh, there she is. Danny's back. You want to ask a question, Danny?
0: Um, I just want to say like how happy I am for you, Sarah, because you're, you're just starting in trail running. Um, and I know it can be scary to move brands kind of like earlier on in your career, um, and so, yeah, I'm just really happy that you ended up in a place that you're happy about too. Because in the end, I feel like happiness uh, provides the most success and like ability to show up day in and day out.
1: Yes, I was a little bit scary that if I move like, oh, Sarah have left Salomon or like this, but the people have taken it really well. and And also my environment is really happy. So it's nice. To it, And I also am really happy
0: that you are going to Adidas the race. You look like happy. I am. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't want to like, uh, you're injured.
2: So we won't talk too much about plans for 2023. Cause you've kind of already said like maybe November, you're hoping to run some local races, uh, some big local races, mind you, but still, uh stuff kind of in in the Spain area. So I guess do we want to move on and start talking about Zagama? We brought Sarah on to catch up with her but also um Zagama will be the weekend that we release this episode and so we kind of want to go over that race with her because she was third last year and as we've already talked about an amazing performance. Um so let's kind of get started on that.
0: Yeah. Sarah, can you kind of lay, provide uh, some insight to why Zagama is Sagama and why it's such a big race?
1: Okay. I'm from Basque Country and everybody was speaking about Sagama. Then I moved to university to Catalonia and the week of Sagama, a lot of people went there. But before being a trail runner, I have to say that I never go there. <laughs> uh, but when the COVID times come, I start follow trail running in videos and I was like, wow, Zegama it's big, eh? it's a big place in Basque country. And I also started running for the videos of the Golden. And I was like, I don't know when in my life, but I would like to run there. The first year of Golden series for me and for you, it was in Cegama, and we went to Oya de Núria, And I said, okay, the next year I have to go there. And after a year of COVID and whatever, or the weather was super nice. When I went to Tegama like on Tuesday, and Tegama was like really busy. It's a really, really small town, but the past people when there is a sport event is like really crazy, like in trail running, in bike, in football. So when the day started, it was like Wow, gamma is too busy. For the 42 kilometers of their, of race, it was like a lot of people. And also I was the local there. And it's like all the time I was like, go Sara, go Sara. So it was like super nice to me. Hear this. And then is the typical Santo Espiritu that is a climb of like three, four minutes. That is really crazy that Ah, and you can hear nothing of nothing. When you finish the, the climb, you feel like your heart is too boom, 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 but you can and And it's a silence, so it's like, wow, my heart is like... And before this, you can't sound nothing. And after you arrive to the finish line, and it's crazy of people, like, like you can be, but in the marathon distance, but it, for me, it was like for a French people winning UTMB, so for a bus person, is the biggest race that you can imagine. And I also train a lot there because I finished my university there, and it's like the last two, three months, I was moving there every week to train in the race, so it was like Really important for me because I think it's the race that I must work for it. So I did amazing performance, better than I can imagine before, and also the weather, the environment, it was perfect. So it's like my dream in my in my career is winning there sometime this year. Not <laughs> maybe the next year. We will see. And if you ask anyone, it's like Zegama is Zegama because it's like, the race is amazing. It it is an amazing place. It's not Dolomites or Mont Blanc. The the mountain is a normal mountain, but the special thing is the people and the environment that is there.
2: Yeah, if you guys um, have never seen any footage from Zagama definitely go look up this climb that Sarah's talking about because they're like hiking and running up this hill and it's just like a tunnel of people like they're on top of you they're screaming in your ears like it's it's definitely a bucket list race for me because the the environment just looks insane. (laughs)
0: Yeah. To me, it looks similar to Boston Marathon, but imagine uh, when you're turning down Boylston Street, but imagine all those people within five feet. of you they can all touch Uh, you (laughs) they can all touch you which you know they put out their hands and stuff like that um it's kind of just like a festival on a mountain and also zagama since the golden trail world series started uh has always been the first stop of the series and um as they've been finessing this series they've kept it so it's kind of like the big three in Europe for me. It's Zagama in Spain, Mont Blanc in France, and Sierras now in Switzerland. Uh, so if you are someone from Spain winning Zagama, it's a big deal. If you're from France, someone winning Mont Blanc, it's a big deal. If you're someone from Switzerland winning Sierra now, it's the same thing. And so those three continue to be in the series every single year uh, because they're just amazing in that way. And so looking at the course itself, it's roughly... It's a little shorter than a marathon, um, has lots of climbing, I believe, between 9,000 and 10,000
1: feet. It's 42 kilometers and 2,700 television game.
2: Okay, yeah, so just right around 9,000 feet for those of you who don't speak meters.
0: (laughs) And... Uh, Sarah, you can confirm with me, but it kind of looks like the course has a little bit of everything. There's some technical parts, there's some more fast runnable parts, um, and then it seems that maybe there's a little bit of road to at the beginning and the end.
1: Yes, yeah, the first seven, eight kilometers is like you go up, but not with a lot of elevation. You can go really fast there. And after that, it's like 700 elevation game, like in nine kilometers. So it's still you have to climb. And after that, it's like three kilometers downhill, and you arrive to the middle of the course to Santo Espírito. That is the half marathon there. And after, there is a big climb until Ithcori, where everybody is like chasing you. And then there is like two, three kilometers, like Really technical part, like you can't run too well, and if it's raining, like sometimes in Tegama, that is normal in Basque, can be like really slippery there. Then it's like a, a small five hundred meters downhill, but it's too, too, too like this. I don't know the name in English. Steep, steep, like downhill. Yeah. And then is the five kilometers flat part, but it's not like a flat in the middle of a road, it's like with a rose, with a mat, but it's flat. And then is the last climb, and after that is like 12 kilometers downhill, really, really, really fast. So it's like three, kilo, three climbs, mountains. Five kilometers really flat, two kilometers really technical, one really technical downhill, and then 12 really fast downhill. So, yes, you can say that is for me is not a is not really technical. It's quite like Mont Blanc Marathon. But in the gamma, the probabilities that it's raining can be a lot. And when it's raining, it's a race with a lot of mud and the technical parts. It's really slippery. I have seen these days the the weather forecast and it doesn't looks like it will be raining. But you know, in Basque country, the the rain appears suddenly. So we will see if it's a for example in 20. 18 when Remy Bonnet went, it was like really muddy day. So the times there eh, is depends on the weather. Yeah,
2: anything could change in the next uh I think we're a week and a half out now, so weather's looking nice, but yes, <laughs> even even a little drizzle could make those technical parts uh kind of sketchy. No, um, but
1: I think it will be really muddy because for being muddy, have to rain a lot during the days. Maybe it's a slippery in the, in the top, but I think it will be a fast race this year also. Cool.
2: And looking at the um, some of the people who are coming back this year, on the women's side, we have 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth from last year signed up. And on the men's side, we have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh returning. So neither race has, um, the men's race does not have Killian Jornet returning that we know of right now. Um, and on the women's side, the top three are not returning this year. So Ninka, uh, Maude and Sarah. So in, in my opinion, that kind of leaves the women's race, like pretty wide open in terms of, um like how the podium's going to roll out. Whereas like the men's field is pretty much just as similar to last year, minus Killian. So um, Danny, I don't know if you want to go through some of those
0: guys and gals. Let's start with the women. Um, And obviously Sarah is here to add some narration to a lot of these women since she, knows uh, many of them a little bit more personally, especially some of the Spanish and European women. Uh, so from returning from last year, we have Patricia Panita. Uh, she was fourth last year behind Sarah. She's currently sponsored by La Sportiva, uh, was 12th at Sierra and and was first at the Lavaredo kind of 50K distance last year. Um, Sarah, do you remember like racing or, or, you know, seeing her at all last year?
1: Yes, I am. Patricia Pinedo, I think maybe she is not coming because she's been injured during the final until now. She has been training and do one Spanish championship. So I don't think that she this year she can repeat her fourth place. But uh, she's a really fast girl. I see her until the kilometer seven. Then I didn't see her before. Then Fabiola was with me. So Patricia take Fabiola in the last two kilometers. So she was five in the race all the time, really consistent in the climbs, in the downs. But I think this year she will not be there because she comes from injured and she's not recovered at 100%. Gotcha.
2: So then the next in line would be Fabiola Conti. Uh, who got fifth last year. And obviously, all these names, kind of like Sarah's pointing out, like they're signed up right now, but we don't know who's gonna scratch. So uh Fabiola was sixth at the uh world championships last year in the short course. Uh, she was third in the Istria 69 kilometer against Blondine and Anastina, which are two names that you'll hear later, but also total badasses in our sport. Um and so Fabiola was fifth last year. As of right now, there's nobody returning in front of her. So could be interesting.
1: Yes, the first year race of the season, the thing is that anybody knows what in what performance is himself and the other because you are training, but you don't have you don't know how is your performance in the moment, neither how the your competitive competitions. Are. Uh Fabiola is really a strong girl. The last year she was all the time before me until the half of the race. And I think if the race have finished some kilometers before, she will be four because she was like pushing hard. But in the last three kilometers, she was like totally dying. And it was close that Nuria take her, but she she really do amazing race because nobody know her before and when the race start I was like I don't know who is this girl but she's going really fast <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's such a good reminder. Uh, These races are long. And so Sarah saying that, you know, Fabiola fell off the last three K that could easily in a mountain race be 20 minutes. Whereas on the track, obviously that's closer to 10, 11 minutes. Um, And so, yeah, it just takes some time (laughs) with these longer mountain races. I'm just going to list the rest of the girls that are in the top 10 and we'll discuss those and then we'll go into kind of like the the other names. So Nuria, who Sarah was just talking about is a close friend of hers. She was sixth last year, Uh, Nuria Jill. She recently won Trans Grand Canaria, the 42K. This is the race that we were talking about earlier with Sarah. That's kind of like, to me, the big first like global race for the sub ultra distance. Uh, She was second at OCC last year, actually right in front of me that was a tremendous performance for her she was also fourth so she followed up OCC with fourth at the world champs in Thailand uh and notably she was also eighth at Sears and last year uh seventh place returning from last year is Therese LaBeouf uh she was eighth at Mont Blanc She's had multiple podiums at Jungfrau Marathon, uh, which is a really big race in Switzerland. Uh, and she has multiple top 10s at Theon Dixon's, which is typically a double that professionals do. Uh, it's like the week before Sears now. Uh, and then eighth returning from last year is Oyana Cortazar. Uh, she's won a handful of sports races in spain last year uh, she was also sixth at mont blanc marathon in 2022 uh, sorry last year and she's done well uh gaining lots of top 10 performances in the golden trail world series over the last couple of years and then uh ninth returning is marcella vasanova uh, she's really known for her sky running and she also has multiple multiple <laughs> top kind of like top 10 and also top five finishes at the Golden Trail World Series events?
1: Uh, yes, uh, that you say, Nuria here is my friend, is my assist uh, in the team. And this year she's really strong. Uh, I was uh, speaking with her and I was like, she always say like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, but I think she will be one of the podium girls she has, in this year, she win in Trans-San Canary in Patagonia and the, uh, and the Spanish Championship, and her performance is really good. And I, I'm sure that she will be in the podium. Um, and then um, Marcela, I see her in Calamor Sky Race the other day. She... She's quite a good performer. She finished second, but um, I imagine Blandine Lirondel that will be in front of her. Blandine Lirondel is really good girl in any distance. She has been top five in the French cross country, but then she can win CCC. So for me, my favorite will be Blandina and Danny Moreno. For, we and Danny Moreno. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But then I can see in the podium, maybe Kaitlin, maybe Anastina that Anastina in 2021 was really strong. Then last year she she stopped for a stress fracture, but she's coming back. She do a good race the other day in Croatia with Fabiola, so yes, I think the podium is more open, but I'm for, for sure that Nuria and will be there.
2: Yeah, you're like reading our minds right now, Sarah. So other names that are not returning from uh, last year, but they are very significant names that we should mention, and Sarah already mentioned a couple of them, are Caitlin Fielder, who uh, was third at OCC in 2021. She was sixth overall in the Golden Trail World Series, second at Mont Blanc Marathon last year. Henriette Albin. But
1: Caitlin was there. She finished 11 last
2: year. Oh, right. She just wasn't in the top 10. So Caitlin finished right behind Courtney DeWalter last year. Um, Henriette Albin was sixth at CCC last year. Uh, Blondine, who Sarah was just talking about, she is the CCC reigning champ. Um, she also won the long trail world championship race at 80K, um, along with leading France to a gold there. Uh, she was fourth in the Golden Trail World Series in 2021 overall. And recently she was first in the Istria 69 kilometer. And like Sarah said, she's been running French cross-country like all <laughs> winter and has been absolutely crushing it. So she can run just about any race. I think last year she was fourth or fifth, maybe fifth at, um, Pike's peak ascent. So really good athlete. And then Anistina from Finland, she's an A six athlete also second at world champs behind Blondine last year and ahead of Fabiola in the, um, long trail. And she recently placed second at Istria right behind Blondine. So yeah, this, uh, this women's race is going to be wild.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I kind of messed up on that last one. So she was second behind Blondine at the World Champs, but most recently in history at the 69K, she was behind Blondine again and then ahead of Fabiola. Oh, gotcha.
2: I was going to say, I don't remember seeing Fabiola at World Champs, but... (laughs) So, um, yeah. I think your top picks, Sarah, are pretty similar to Danny and I's as well.
1: Well, no, I forgot that I have recently speak with Ollana Cortazar. That she has win there. She has been in the podium like a year. She's local there. And she said to me that she's really strong and, and she will be in the podium. She has told me this. So, Oyana Cortazar is a girl that is always in front. Last, two years ago, she was in the podium and she always does a good performance. And she really knows the course. Like she has run there more than five times, so I think that we have taken account to Oyana Cortafarash.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I kind of put as my like potential podium, uh, Nuria and then Blondine and Caitlin, and then Oyana and Anastina are kind of like potentially mixed in there. I I'm kind of giving Nuria the edge on this just because Blondine's coming off of the longer 69K. Um, but as we well know, <laughs> Blondine is crazy at recovering. Last year she did CCC C- 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 um, and then she followed that up with a top 10 at Pikes Peak. Um, yeah. Maybe even a top five. I, I think she to, was fifth. Yeah, it,
1: incredible. She, she, she was qualifying with French in cross country like in a half minutes race so yeah you don't know from blondine <laughs> yeah
2: you, you can know. never count blondine out for anything
0: yeah I can never count her out and then, um, Caitlin, maybe this is a little biased, uh, but she was out of the top 10 last year and then came back and got second at Mont Blanc marathon, which I just thought was an incredible turnaround. Um, and so if she's coming into this race healthy, which I think she is, uh, she'll be ready to go. And then similar to Sarah with Oyana, my first golden trail race ever, which was Sarah's too, I believe, uh, was Ola Deniria in Spain. And uh, Oyana just shot off like a rocket behind Maude uh, with Blondine. And I believe she ended up getting third at that race, which was very stacked.
1: So I think she can be there.
0: Yeah. One last name I'll kind of just throw in there is Therese LaBeouf. Um, I just was really impressed with her last year. I felt like she finished really strong, uh, at the golden trail in Madeira. Uh, and I saw her running downhill here and there after I got disqualified, uh, and was watching everybody. Uh, and she's just tremendous on, on, uh, technical downhill. So she'll definitely be up in the mix too. And then Marcella just happens to play the very well patient game. She also just like chips away and and again somehow just always gets into like that top five, uh, six, seven spots. Uh, so I won't. I wouldn't be surprised if she's kind of right behind that lead pack.
1: No, I see her in Calamorro the, the week before, and I think she's not uh, in her best level now, but she can do a top ten of for sure.
2: Yeah, I remember when she passed me at Mont Blanc Marathon, she looked so good, and it was so late in the race, and I was like,
1: bye. (laughs) You started really fast in Mont Blanc. Yeah. I I didn't know you, and I was like, this girl (laughs) is pushing really hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a classic MK. (laughs) Um, So do we want to move on to the men's race? We've got um, our top 10 returners from last year, our Davide Magnini, who was second at Zagama last year, second at Marathon Duma Blanc in 2022 and 2021, and he has two top five finishes at Sears and all. He's been really kind of dominant in uh, the Golden Trail World Series. He kind of fell off um, at the end of last year. I don't know if he was injured or what, but uh, he started off the season strong and then kind of fell off from there. third place finisher, Manuel Morillas, first at OCC in 2022, second at Strana Fjord 2022 and has won multiple sky running series. Uh, El, in fourth last year, Elhuzin al fourth at Mont Blanc Marathon and plenty of other top 10 finishes in golden trail series races, second overall in the 2022 standings. Um, Robert Mateyango was fifth last year. He was sixth overall in Golden Trail World Series. Thibaut Bar- Baronian, who is like a French superstar. Like I remember being at Mont Blanc Marathon, and everybody was like, oh, Thibaut, Thibaut. But uh he was third overall for Golden Trail last year. And of course, Remy Bonnet, uh, who won the Golden Trail series last year. He won Zagama in 2018 and then kind of had a couple years where like he just didn't live up to that performance. But then last year obviously came back and knocked it out of the park. So those are our top 10 returners from last year. Sarah, what's your
1: take on those guys? Um, for me, I was just this morning speaking with my coach. Uh, it's like it will be a hard battle. I think the potentials will be Remy Bonnet that he finished last year crashing it and in this year in the Skimo Nobody was with him. And I am sure that she, he will be really, really focusing, try to win again because also he's super ambitious. So it's like, I think that if he come, it's for winning. Davide Magnini last year. He comes from Eskimo like oh, I didn't do a lot of kilometers and he crashed it like he do the record of the race but also Kilian. So I don't know from from David David last year uh, with Manu Mary, as I was speaking the other day in Calamorro. He didn't do a good race for the heat, but he's in a good performance and he is a really good downhill. Runner and the last twelve kilometers of the race is downhill, so we will see. But another names that I'm sure that will be there: Robert. Last year he started running into running a Kenyan girl boy that is super super fast and road. In the first race in Segama, you see him and he's like in the technical part. He wasn't really good, but in the last races in Madeira, he he was like totally a trail running runner and this year in Transantanaria he win like for three minutes and he was like really, really easy. So for me, Robert can win the race for sure. Yeah,
2: and he's obviously been practicing his downhill running since Zagama last year.
1: (laughs) And then Elo Sim last year, he do a really good performance. And then in the final, he was like top three every day. So amazing. And then Thibaut Baronian. And then there is another French boy that her name is a new one. Her name is Joik. And he will be in the really in front, I think, with Thibaut. And Thibaut is really motivated with the race and with the world championship. So he's training a lot now. So it's difficult, but for me, if I have to say, Remo Bonnet and, and Robert Camboy will be there, and then Jonathan Albon, that I think that you are going to, to introduce him now, will be in the podium. For me, these three will be the potential winners.
0: Yeah. I think those are great choices. Um, so yes, we do have some other names that weren't in the top 10 last year. Sarah touched upon a couple of them. Uh, the first one is Bart. His last name is a little hard for me, but he's from Poland. Perzu zawski sorry, Bart. Um, but he was third overall in 2021 at the Golden Trail World Series. Uh, he was injured most of last year. And so he is coming back. And Bart is kind of known for his explosive moves on the downhills. Uh, so he is someone else that likes to, to surge on the downhills, which I think is a really cool skill to have. <laughs> um, so he'll be in the mix if he's in his top form, which he won uh, the VK and kind of like the smaller race at Drance trans gran canaria earlier this year. Um, so it looks like he's been working out of fitness and he recently won uh, a race that was more local as well. Uh, Jonathan Albin, he's, his resume is insane. Um, but more recently he won, uh, he, he was third at Thailand in the short trail behind Stian and Francesco who are both very well-known men in that distance. He also was second at CCC behind Petter when he did a historic run there and Jonathan's time was also just kind of absurd. Um, and he was first at marathon Mont Blanc and Stranda uh, fjord last year for the golden trail world series. And then we also have Francesco poopy. I don't know if he's, He actually just posted something on Instagram today, and it looks like he is running Sagama, uh, but he has been dealing with an injury. He's been biking a lot, but he was second at World Champs last year, also in the short trail uh, in Thailand. He was fifth at Pike's Peak for Golden Trail World Series, and he won the final race of Golden Trail in 2021. He didn't win the whole series, um, but that was a horrendous heat race in El Hero. He won that. Um, and he's also six at OCC in 2021. And then, uh, I listed Craig Hunt just because it's cool to see Americans sign up. Uh, but he's sponsored by Hoka and he recently was first at Desert Rats, which is definitely a much different race <laughs> than Zagama. Uh, but it looks like he's looking to do more European races. Cause that would, um, what's it called M- means he has an entry to OCC. And,
2: and he also is on, uh, the U S team this year for the short trail so he was one of the top two at um formidable and that dude has been racing like crazy this year like every 50k in the u.s like craig hunt has been in it <laughs> so we'll see if he is at zagama because it's only three weeks before um world champs but maybe he's running it and then he's just staying out there
0: yeah I love, I love it, it. <laughs> patter Engel is also signed up but i i don't think he's uh he's racing no finally he's
1: not racing
2: Cool. yeah the the men's race is like kind of your um like your classics from last year and, and the yeah. women's race kind of is too but there's a lot of like new not new names but people that weren't in it last year that i think have a really good chance of being on the podium
0: hundred percent. Yeah. The men's race, I would say it's kind of like a return of the champions sort of feeling. Whereas on the women's race, obviously all these women continue to improve. And so it's kind of their shot to, to win a crown. Um, and I only say that because we do, you know, you don't have Ninke, who historically has been up front. You don't have Maude, you don't have Sarah, uh, not the, not the bigger, the women that had the bigger results last year, I believe Ali Mack isn't racing. Uh, she was originally signed up. And then uh, Sophia Lockley also being in that top five. She isn't racing. Sarah, so um, did you already say who you were kind of thinking for the podium on the men's side?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I think that the podium will be Robert, Remy, and Jonathan Albon.
2: I was going to say the same thing, except I think mine would be Remy, Robert, and then Jonathan.
0: Oh man, this is hard. <laughs> uh, I would say, um, I'm going to say Jonathan. I recently watched some of his YouTube videos, so I feel like I'm invested in his training <laughs> plan. <laughs> and then, but him and Remy battling it up front. And then I would actually say Robert and Manuel, who Sarah said, uh, just if you could somehow see a video of Manuel uh Marias, he's the guy who won OCC last year running downhill. He it's is, terrifying. It's, it's terrifyingly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's floating. There's these crazy steps in Madeira, and they like were taking videos of all the top five and everyone was making their way down and it looked like his feet weren't even touching the steps. Like <laughs> he was just climbing on the tops of those. It was so beautiful. Awesome. Uh so Sarah, are you gonna be doing commentary for Sagama?
1: Not I I would like, but not. I will be there just cheering in Nice Corrie where everybody is. And it will be like I'm sad because seeing the entry list is like maybe this year it was a year that I can win or not. But last year with me in Maude, it was like really really difficult so it's sad like when I see that not Nienke, not Maui, uh, not American girls like Ali, you, Sofia it was like it was a year but not (laughs) Uh, but I think it will be a, a beautiful see Blandine versus Nuria because for example if Nienke is coming, it's like Nienke will win and then there is the others. But now seeing that the entry list is like, I, I am not sure who will win the race. And the same of the boys that sometimes when Kilian is in the list, it's like, oh, Kilian will win. But now it's like, it's really open and there is a lot of level in the boys and it will be beautiful follow the race. Also from the other sides.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally (laughs) feel the same. It's hard to sit on the sidelines. Um, I think I think it'll still be an incredible race. And especially on the women's side, it'll, you know, maybe bring out a a new person to the spotlight that hasn't gotten that yet, which is also really nice to have that variety in there. Um, Okay, question for both of you guys last year was the year of records. Killian set a new course record after running that course, what, like almost 10 times. (laughs) He sets a new course record. I personally feel that it was the competition. Davide was on his tail for that first half, uh, which I'm sure helped push him along. Uh, But he ran 3.36.40. And then Ninke came off of Rotterdam Marathon, where she had set the new... Uh, used to be it just recently got broken by Safan Hassan, but the 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 then um Netherlands national record in the marathon. So she came in with incredible shape. Um and she ended up running 41643. And from what I could see, Sarah, she just took off and was on her own the entire time. Uh, so she ran that from the front pretty much start to finish. Do either of those
1: records go down this year? I think not. I don't finished. think so the boys record uh, it was crazy the Kilian it was like after 10 years he broke the record and also davide but this year maybe Davide is stronger but if you don't have anyone before you for going show to put push harder it will be really difficult and in the girls the record of Nienke is like totally crazy that I think it will be like a year for broke for broke the record of Nienke. So I don't think that the records will be broken.
2: Yeah, I agree with Sarah. Cause even Sarah in third place, like was under record time and Nienke still just like smashed it. So I don't, I don't see anybody touching that. And there's not many people that can touch Killian anyhow. So I, uh, but I'm excited to watch and hopefully all three of us are there next year. Yes. Yeah.
1: How yeah. you why you don't go to Segama?
2: uh for me this year it's it's just too close to world champs, okay, yeah,,
1: it's
2: but next year I, that's definitely a race that's been on my list, so I'm hoping to do it next year,
0: okay. yeah, a hundred percent next year will be even more legendary, <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone who missed uh I personally am not going because I'm getting married the next week, and I don't want to get divorced uh before I get married. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I don't kidding. think that would make Mike very happy.
0: Yeah. No, he, he'd be <laughs> fine, but just for my own self-happiness too. <laughs> awesome. But
2: We'll 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 see you there next year, Sarah. Thank you for joining us today. And the whole the whole trail running community is rooting for you to get healthy. So I'm I'm excited to I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that doctor gives you another opinion and we see you run walking soon enough.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we will, I will follow you in in the next races. Thank, Thank you. Yes,
0: sir. Well, thanks again for joining. This has been the Subhub Pod brought to you by Free Trail.